What up, HyperChange? Welcome to another episode. Today, we're going to be talking all about Elon Musk's acquisition of Twitter. Uh, I mean, right? Elon Musk is buying Twitter. Like, who would have thought this? At a high level, I love it. Shit. I mean, you knew what I was going to say. But Elon Musk, like himself, is like one of the biggest Twitter users. I think he's in the top 10 of most followed accounts, something like 85 million uh, Twitter followers, probably on track even before his acquisition of Twitter to be the largest Twitter user. And if you adjust for engagement, I believe he already is the biggest Twitter user in terms of bringing him out of likes, comments, eyeballs to the site. Elon Musk is the mo biggest power user of Twitter. So this would almost be like if Mr. Beast bought YouTube. You know what I mean? So in a lot of ways, I mean, watching this unfold has been super interesting because I think it started out as Elon being like, yo, I have some simple changes I want to make. The changes don't get done. There's too much bureaucracy. Elon Musk pulls a crazy move and just buys the whole company. And for the, a lot of people who are like, oh my God, like this isn't fair. How does one billionaire buy a company? I mean, it is fair. This is how capitalism works. Like Twitter was trading for a certain price here. Elon Musk offers here, was trading for like 34 or something like that. Elon Musk starts buying it, goes in the 40s. He offers 54 bucks a share. The board of directors fiduciary duty, which means their legal obligation to sort of do the best thing for shareholders and make them the most money essentially in fancy legal terms, uh, means they have to accept that offer because it was higher than what it was trading at. So now we have the situation where it looks like Elon's going to buy Twitter. It's not a certain done deal yet. It looks like the government is actually gearing up for some sort of like push against this was just super interesting um and and my take you know whether the deal or goes through or not we'll see but i mean it's been mind-blowing to see the reaction from people like in my life and just kind of like the news who's like hating this and you know it, it's typical because when elon musk does anything everyone's like wah, 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 the whole world starts whining about it no matter what he does right so i kind of always expected that but this like I, you know, in my little world, I'm like, ooh, Elon's buying Twitter. This is awesome. Like, he's been complaining about the spam bots forever. He's going to fix that. He's going to verify users. Like, Elon's a huge Twitter user. Like, I've been a, a customer of Tesla. Like, I love the cars. Like, SpaceX is killing it. Like, Elon's going to bring that new thinking, that hustle attitude, that just get shit done to Twitter. And that's going to be awesome. And on top of that, his whole bastion of let's support free speech and let's make free speech like – a thing you know and twitter's the the public town square if you on the internet and of huge societal importance so let, let's try and make sure that free speech on twitter remains a thing um and so i thought all of that was like super good news and there was no way to read it in a negative way um and, and then i read all these headlines and get all these like people who are like golly can you believe elon's buying twitter like this is going to be horrible the end of the world's like and you read these news anchors and they're like oh my gosh the end of the world's here like elon's buying twitter how could we have one billion and so i don't know i've been extremely shocked by that and then on one hand i'm like okay golly, get out of your elon musk bubble you know, let's think about it. Is one person controlling a social media company, um, you know, is that good? They have so much power. Well, I don't know. I mean, it is a little bit weird that we have people that can just buy a company for $44 billion, but that's just not, Elon's not doing anything weird. Like who owns Facebook and Instagram? Mark Zuckerberg with a really weird share class structure to where he's king of those platforms. So we have a billionaire that runs all the other social networks. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, uh, Jeff Bezos buys the Washington Post. Uh, Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce, buys Time Magazine. Like, billionaires own all of the press and the media organizations. This has already been the status quo. And Twitter, frankly, so I, and honestly, 
as lame as it is, like, it's just hard for me to really kind of like get this across that maybe I'm totally brainwashed, but I really think Elon tries to do the right thing. And I think every time he does something, he's always misunderstood by the media. He's always misunderstood by the critics. And he's really just trying to always do the best thing he can for humanity as a whole. Like he really thinks beyond himself and tries to do the best thing, but he's always misunderstood. And so I think this is a total another example of that. But I don't know. I don't think it's that out of the rain for a billionaire to own it. And if you think about Twitter, I was a Twitter shareholder years ago and was super bummed at like, and the reason I own Twitter is I was like, wait, this is a savage company. They have so much opportunity of so many, like, like Twitter is like the town square and they're making money in this dinky advertising model when they could do so much, you know, subscription as a service, verify you, premium data revenue sources, launch a news or media. Like, I, I don't know, just Twitter, the amount of attention on Twitter seemed very underpriced for what the business model was generating revenue and profit wise. And therefore the equity value looks super underpriced. So I always thought Twitter was this incredible asset that just had so much value and power that, that never got unlocked. And then it's interesting because you look at the Twitter share price and that tells the same story. Like, I got out of my Twitter position because nothing was happening. It was super boring. Innovation was not there. Twitter went sideways for 10 years. The stock has done nothing since it IPO'd. So shareholders have not gotten any return on their value. That's almost mathematically proving that Twitter's management sucked. Like the Twitter board of directors was not doing their job, not creating value and was sucking at it. And there's like math behind that. Literally, I'll put up the Twitter share price now. Like this isn't up for debate. So when Elon comes in and offers a higher price, this is the best thing that's happened to shareholders since the IPO. So this is an amazing news, all cash deal for shareholders. And I don't know, I'm kind of a really like just free market person. Like if, if you want to buy Twitter and do something else with it, then go buy Twitter and outbid Elon Musk. But no one else was willing to outbid him. He was seeing all the value and he forced Twitter to go to the table and accept this offer. So in many ways, I think it was a genius move for Elon because he got Twitter in sort of this depressed advertising business model phase when it's extremely underpriced. Um, you know, just a little bit of math, Twitter's got like two or 300 million users. They could grow that significantly, I think, and especially with Elon Musk backing it. And th the amount of free press that Twitter's gotten from this is insane. And Elon Musk is already tweeting about how Twitter's seeing an influx of users because of every single news outlet in the world writing about this. And so I actually think Twitter's about to have an insane resurgence in terms of users. And the way they monetize those users is A, going to be a more profitable model and be more better, better model for the world and users. They want to get away from advertising. I think advertising is like, ugh. Like, what is advertising? Advertising, we have our feed where we're sucked into our phone and advertisers bid for a little bit of attention in our brain space. And then they, you know, platforms like Twitter essentially create a system where the highest bidder can literally buy attention in our brain on the newsfeed. Like it's just literally like, it's gross. I just think it's a really bad business model, but that's what Twitter got back to new because of investors, because of shareholders, blah, blah, blah. So now they don't have to use that shitty business model anymore, which frankly, I think was drastically undervaluing like everything. So Twitter in its most recent year in 2021 did 5 billion in revenue. So that, and that's pretty much all from advertising, a little bit of data licensing. But if Twitter were to have, this is just kind of like pie in the sky, cause it's so hard to know what the revenue model is of this SaaS product, how many people are gonna pay premium? What are they gonna actually sell the price at? Da, da, da. If we make a couple assumptions about Twitter's Twitter blue or Twitter premium service, let's say they get this to a hundred million people, which I know sounds ridiculous, but at only five bucks a month to have 12 months a year, I think they could charge more than five bucks. I think maybe they'll get less than a hundred million, but eventually I think there'll be a billion users on Twitter because 
I don't know. I just think Elon Musk is going to help it get there. It's been growing. It's only at 300 million now, but I think it can triple to like a billion users. They can get 10% of those to pay premium to be verified. That's 100 million. They get five bucks a month, 12 months. That's 6 billion in annual revenue. That's already bigger than the advertising business. So this just goes to show you that I think Twitter, could, and that would literally mean they remove all of their entire advertising business. Literally, there's not a single ad on Twitter for any user, and there's no more selling the data on the back end in this weird way. And that's only by getting a subscription service for Twitter Blue for five bucks a month for 100 million people. So I think that's going to be at a high level, the super new business model for Twitter that people are hyped about. But at, on the same time, like it's going to get a while, the 100 million, it's only going to be a couple million to start. It's going to take a while for them to fill in that revenue model. The other big opportunity I think for Twitter is to become a payments platform. Twitter can become the X.com that Elon Musk wanted to create with PayPal. I think this is the game changing combination that's going to happen with, okay, let's just fast forward. What's going to happen with Twitter? I think they're going to move to open sourcing the algorithm, making it some sort of decentralized protocol so that way you have no biases, you have no shadow banning, or if you do have shadow banning, it's very public and transparent and you see and know why. And so that's going to all be amazing. But on top of that sort of decentralized ethos is embedded a cryptocurrency wallet in everyone's account since we're already doing the KYC to get you that little blue verified check mark. And Twitter's already been dabbling with the Bitcoin address, the tip Thing, the super follow. So I think Twitter, which is this incredible network that connects humans, um, it's like the hive mind. It's the conscious of, of, of humanity. I think if we can integrate a payments layer on that, which they've already been trying to do, that is a way bigger business model than charging people five bucks a month or advertising. Like, and Elon Musk loves Do like Dogecoin plus Twitter, you know, for smaller transactions, we can send you Bitcoin to your Twitter and then you can like... I think, I don't know, and I'm getting maybe a little uh, ahead of myself of the crazy schemes that can happen from Twitter. That's the whole point of this podcast. But I think Twitter is in a position to become a financial services, a banking company, a P2P payments company, and nobody sees that coming. And this is the type of things that when, I, you know, take a step back when you're investing, right? Like owner, operator, founder, I want to invest in crazy CEOs who understand the product, who can do the engineering behind it. And so Twitter is a really weird, different thing than normal for me. Elon didn't start Twitter. He doesn't, he didn't build Twitter, but he's homies with Jack Dorsey who did build Twitter. Twitter, and he, the founder of Twitter, is an even more of a sidebar, is super hyped that Elon's leading the company. So that should tell you something. If the OG hacker founder of Twitter, Jack Dorsey, who's a, like, I don't know, I just think of him as kind of a guru legend in his own right, also runs Square. Like, if he's this hyped on Elon and he cares the most about Twitter, like, that should be a really, really good sign. Um, and so I think Jack Dorsey's, but, but my point here is Elon is going to bring insane pace of innovation of the platform that I think we haven't seen and unlock so much value. And this is why a leader can add so much, like Elon is going to have the drive to uh, verify people, to generate this subscription service, which gets them off the advertising revenue. I think it's a way higher margin, way higher revenue, multiple business model that, you know, whatever market will value the company at. And then you have this payments, this banking layer on top of it. Twitter could become, to me, a $500 billion company in a matter of years if you combine user growth with these new business models and Elon Musk will 10x his money. It's not even about the money. It's not even about that financial return or flip. It's just showing you that good leadership making a key changes can change the direction of a company in this insane, meaningful way over the course of time. So that's what's going to happen with Twitter. Um, I think Elon Musk is going to make it cool to do Twitter. He's going to make it more fun. He's going to implement all of these simple-ass changes that we've been wanting to make for so long that are going to make it so much easier to use that will reduce friction on the platform, that will make people feel more comfortable, there'll be less scam bots. And I think he could lean into photo sharing, lean into video sharing. Let's compete with YouTube while we're at it. Twitter's my fastest-growing social network. I mean, I love YouTube. This is on YouTube, and I want them both to succeed. But I also just deep down, I'm like, Twitter has a hell of a big opportunity to get into other types of content as well. But the genius thing about Twitter also, if you think about where Elon's scheming on his empire, 
is Starlink. So Elon Musk is building this crazy satellite communications network with SpaceX. What's the sort of Achilles heel of that? How much bandwidth can we send back and forth? If it's an HD video and we're streaming and doing all these crazy video games in the metaverse, that's going to be hard to all run on Starlink at once. If I'm just sending a tweet, which is like the most compressed version of data in the human language form, like words, like, you know, it's like, boop, 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 like a couple little pixels of letters, like, wow, we can be extremely efficient with sending extremely important and a lot of information through these communication networks. So you think about Starlink plus Twitter plus a payments network. Um, I mean, this is an incredibly important fabric of the way that humanity um, like communicates and spreads payment. And so, uh, you know, taking a step back to all of this, like if you're not, like, I think the people who are most excited about this are the people who use Twitter. And that should tell you why this is going to be awesome for the future of Twitter, because right? Like I have like 10, 20 scam bots. I get hit up every single day by people who are like, Gally, some dude hit me up on Telegram that I thought was you. And I just sent him some money because he got me to trade this crypto thing. And I'm like, what dude? Like, and it happens to me almost every day. I get these things. And it's like, I've tried to get verified on Twitter. They won't verify me. But even though I have 20 scamming people that are scamming people all of money, impersonating me, it's like they are allowed to say galley. They're allowed to use my exact profile picture. They're allowed to do all my exact tweets, allowed to use my exact cover photo, and then allowed to DM. Like, it's like, wait, like, I don't know. I feel like there should be a way to stop this. And that's what Elon's been saying too. So that's just one sidetrack example of how Twitter's been sucking as a user. And Elon's going to make it so much better. And so... And honestly, like the other thing I keep coming back to is if you're a Tesla investor, you know that the greatest surprise we've had is like when you have somebody like Elon at the helm and this crazy leadership who's thinking outside the box, who's forward thinking, like you can't even imagine the sort of innovation that they're going to come up with and how that's going to create awesome things for the product. And it's so interesting because like I'm so hyped on this and I don't own any Twitter stock. Like I don't give a shit. I'm not going to make money on Twitter. And like it's funny because I was talking to some reporters about this and they're like, what about all the people who are missing out on Twitter's upside? Like because they're not shareholders. It's like, well, they are getting upside because they got bought out and Elon's, I don't know. It's just, this is the way it works. Like I would say the world's not fair, but I think the world is fair. And that's why it's working like this. Like if you create all the value for a company, you get all the value and then you get to decide what to do with that money. And that's, I don't know. I think that's fair. That's like capitalism. That's free markets. That's what we all signed up for. That's the game is the game. Um, if you don't want Elon to buy Twitter for 44 billion, then you should scrounge together 45 billion and make that bid. You know what I mean? Instead of just whining about it. And so, but luckily Elon's a benevolent dictator of Twitter or he will be. And, and at least that's my take. Um, and it doesn't matter that I don't have stock. It doesn't matter that I don't get upside in the equity. I'm just hyped because as a user, like it's gonna, I, like, I just feel like there's gonna be new ways to share on Twitter. Twitter's gonna get more relevant. Like, like I was kind of losing hope. Everyone on the board of directors of Twitter's owns like 0.02% of the company. They don't even tweet. How are you going to have a board of directors controlling the company who doesn't even use their product? Like that's so just corporate America, like taking the L to the face, being the dumbest, like just so like, I don't know. This is why I'm like, I get so frustrated with the business sometimes. It's like, okay, team. So we have the board of directors at Twitter. Everyone on the board, nobody even has a Twitter, nobody even tweets, nobody even owns any stock in the company, but this is the board of Twitter who tells everyone else how to run the company. It's like, what? Why don't we? And then like somebody like Elon who like cares about the company, has been tweeting forever, owns 9% and they're like, whoa, you have an idea, dude? Slow down. It's like, what? Like you, like just, it's so backwards and so, um, 
so that's why I think Twitter was sucking. And the fact that Twitter was so successful and was such a brand name and had so much clout, even with the shitty ass board of directors and Bammer management who hadn't done anything in years. And if you read between line gossip, like I, I know how this bureaucracy works. Like behind the scenes, this is brutal. Like Jack Dorsey was trying so hard to make all these changes at Twitter. The board was a pain in his ass. That's why if you look in his tweets, he went crazy after he left Twitter and he has all these cryptic tweets about like the board wouldn't let me do anything. Like my hands weren't tied behind my back. Like the board of directors of Twitter was like, straight up evil and so i feel like that's not getting enough press is like you they were suppressing shareholder value they were they were ruining what is an incredibly important piece of humanity like that's where i kind of want to end this too is like i really think like twitter is super important because free speech is super important like you look at what happened with russia and ukraine like there's so much disinformation in this world there's we are getting in this crazy hyper change time where it's hard to know what's real what exists communicating the truth and i think us the hive mind sharing our experience in the world in real time is the only way to combat all this fake news and bullshit me being on the ground being able to take a video and share it with the world and have that organically get shared on this decentralized thing that nobody can shut down is how the truth gets out that's how good wins that's how positive positivity spreads that's how all these evil actors who have fake spam bots like the number one people who have fake spam bots are like just literally the most evil people in the world government organizations all of these evil people creating scam bots to like manipulate the mind of of america and everyone on twitter that's literally what's happening and elon's number one thing is let's get rid of all that bullshit let's make it so it's humans to humans and i just think that's like i know it sounds lame to I actually think that's going to have a really big impact on humanity and the global conversation, but it will. I've seen over the past decades social media get run over um, because it hasn't been run by the right people and it hasn't been run by people who are who are thinking about the impact of the conversation happening on Twitter and Facebook. And that's why we have had election after election of huge surprises because people continue to discount the the zeitgeist on social media and how that has so much power on the, the minds of, of the world. And so I think Twitter is like, there's a lot of power that comes with owning Twitter, but that power is in the wrong hands. And like, it's just super, and there's not that many places left. Like, I don't know if I trust Zuckerberg. Like, I don't trust the big media, but like, I trust Elon Musk. And it's not because, oh, I just trust Elon. It's like, I've seen him do the right thing time and time again, and he's going to decentralize this shit. Like, he's not, what's Elon doing with Twitter? Like, it seems like he's taking it private. He's pushing it away. No, he's pushing it to the public eye. He's making all of the bullshit back end. Let's silent this person. Let's secretly shadow ban this person. Let's do this, but not tell anybody why. He's taking all of that out and putting a spotlight on every single decision, making it transparent, making it decentralized. That's the whole philosophy and ethos he's bringing, which is so important. Like, okay, the war in Ukraine, like, how do we all support people in Ukraine? They're sending, first of all, Elon sent all these Starlink things there to get the internet there. Imagine if Twitter's there, they can share the story. That means people are incentivized to donate. Now all of a sudden there's world, people around the world are rallying around Ukraine to donate because they've been inspired by this content that was grassroots from things like Twitter. And and so, the, the and this is only gonna just get crazier and crazier and keep happening. So the importance of having something like Twitter on earth is incredible. And it's, it's, um, and a lot of powerful institutions are getting ready to stop it. So I actually kind of like wanted to record this now. It's kind of up in the air. It's like, damn, it would be heartbreaking if this doesn't go through. And it would show a lot about corruption in the world. Okay, so that's my Twitter rant. Maybe I got a little passionate, but you know, I'm having fun with it. And long story short is I think Twitter is going to accelerate user growth. It's going to come up with new ways to to make its users happy and to make them to connect in a real way, have humans connect with humans on the platform, not be overrun with scam bots. I think they're gonna integrate a payments layer, which is gonna add a lot of weird financial freedom to the world that we can't quantify how awesome it will be, but it will be. And like, imagine if you have content creators all around the world 
who are in some country or in some tiny town that just has Starlink with no access to anything. And all of a sudden they make a little, they have an idea, they have a content, they have a blog, they have an NFT. And all of a sudden that the word gets spread out and they can get paid all on Twitter. And all of a sudden we're reducing the friction of giving value to the people who are creating it um, in the world. And I think that's like everything for humanity. So I don't know. I'm, I'm like at the end of the day, Actions speak louder than words. I'm going to invest my time onto Twitter. I'm going to invest replying to y'all on Twitter. I love using Twitter. I love putting my like most secret, but also like most awesome ideas on Twitter. Like, and I'm going to keep doing that and building my audience on Twitter because I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and money in this place means time and energy. And I'm going to say, guess what? You can say Elon's going to be bad for Twitter. You can say it's going to be the end of the world. I think this is going to be an amazing new era for the internet where free speech and decentralization and the truth and humans win. And I'm going to bet on that. And I think that bet betting on that future that's epic and inspiring and awesome is going to pay off. And that's why I'm tripling down on this, the happiest place on the metaverse, Twitter even though it seemed like it wasn't, but like, I think it's about to be the most, maybe not the happiest, that's not the right word, like most exciting, most impactful, most like, uh-huh, like this is where the singularity like happens part of the metaverse. And I'm about to be there like planting my flag, trying to make the content, trying to grab attention because, um, you know, TikTok's owned by China and I've been hesitant to invest a lot of my time into TikTok because I'm like, whoa, what's good with that? How do I, you know, da da da? Like, if you invest your time as a creator in a platform, you want that platform to give you a lot back in return. Instagram doesn't pay you shit. They're making so much money on all of your pictures and all the ads on those pictures, but they don't give you a cut. YouTube gives me a cut. YouTube put the creators on their back. Like, that's why YouTube's OG. YouTube, I love you. But I think Twitter can do that too. And so this has been like a, a slow tidal wave we've been witnessing in the area of creators, of creators getting more power and platforms, the pendulum swinging to give creators a cut, to give them like more of that. And I think Twitter's about to do that too. And so that's why I'm not just going to talk about how awesome Twitter is going to be. I'm going to like make moves on it. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, this is HyperChange. Love scheming with y'all. Let me know what you think in the comments below. And you can follow me on Twitter at GPhilchy if you want to and see my crazy tweets. Anyway, see you next time. Peace.